up, everybody, and welcome to Inside the North Side. First things first, happy Hispanic Heritage Month to all my familia raza out there. I want to thank you all for tuning in, whoever you are, wherever you are. Uh, this is something new for me, and to be honest, I'm a little nervous because I'm not really much of a talker, but I feel like I have some stuff I want to say, so... Um, but now, you know, we'll see what how this goes. Um, so Inside the North Side is uh, something I've been thinking about doing for for a while. I could say maybe for about a year. I've toyed with the idea. And, um, and I mean, it really all started when I was listening to uh, a lot of ESPN sports radio. And um, I listened to them pretty much every day when I was doing routes work and um, I just got so intrigued and so um, um, I guess interested in how they do their show and what they talk about and how they interact with sports and um, stuff that's going on on the internet and stuff like that so um, I was like well I could do that so um, I uh, put it in the back burner thought about it I thought about it thought about it until I could say maybe about until when I was, uh, it was in May, and I um, was like, you know what, I'm just going to do it. So I uh, talked to a couple of people, asked them their idea, what they think that, uh, what they think about it, and they were ecstatic. They were like, oh, yeah, you should totally do that. That'd be really fun. So I was like, okay, well, I have the support of um, my friends and family. So sure, I'm, I'm going to start doing it. So I'll start a podcast. So I um, bought all the equipment I needed to buy, and now I'm starting a podcast. So um, the thing about Inside the North Side is uh, we're pretty much going to be all over the place with topics. It's not just one thing, really. It can be about sports. It can be about comic books. It can be about um, local things that are going around town. could be... Talking about what you order at Whataburger. <laughs> you know, it's just random stuff. So, um, you know, uh, I'm also going to cover a lot of, of course, like I said, local things, local sports, um, local events that are going around in and around Northside and around our lovely Space City, a.k.a. Houston. So, um, first things first, I want to talk about a little about me. So, as most of you know, uh, my name is Ulysses, of course. Uh, I'm 26. I I grew up on the north side. I lived on this side pretty much my whole life, and so did my uh, my family as well. Um, I'm proud to be an uh, American of Mexican descent. I'm also an aspiring musician. I've been in a few bands for like the last, I can say, maybe seven years. And... um, and well, I've been playing guitar since I was 10, and I didn't start playing in bands until, I, I'm going to say, my my, uh, my junior year in high school. But I've been playing, I was playing at church since I was like 11. So that's how I kind of got my start in that um, I got bit by the bug, I guess you can say. So I um, I led the worship at my church for a good three, four years, 
just me and a guitar. And um, me and my family eventually moved on to a different church. And um, while it was bigger and the band was bigger, uh, I didn't get to participate into the, in the music um, just yet. I um, had to sit down in the crowd. And as any musician knows, you kind of want to be up there playing too. You, you, you feel left out if you're not playing. But um, eventually I got to playing. I eventually got to lead in a couple of small bands here and there at church. Um, eventually that, um, uh, that went away because of some, uh, political and personal things that were going on within the church. So I didn't really play for about a year. And then I went to another church, a smaller one. I was in their music group, I guess you could say, but I played bass and, um, while I was playing bass there, I was also playing bass in a band, a Spanish rock band. And of course, everybody wants to ask me, oh, like Mana? And it's like, no, it's not like Mana. So, um, yeah, so I was playing bass there in church and I was playing bass for this band. But eventually I stopped going to that church because uh, I just, it didn't feel right. So, as of now, I'm going to uh, my cousin's church, who's a pastor. I lead the worship there, just me and um, my uh, my cousin's wife and his daughter. So I, I, I love it. You know, it's something that I was meant to do. So, um, yes, but uh, uh, going back on playing in bands, um, there's quite a few stories that I have about uh, <laughs> me being in a band. Some of them are a lot of uh, fucked up ones, but um, I'll leave those stories for another show. But you can see, I, once I tell you about them, you'll, you'll be like, what? That, that's crazy. But um, yeah. Um, so let's, as I say, let's segue into our first topic of the day, the wonderful world of sports. So as everybody knows, of course, the Astros, they're in the playoffs. They're playing the Rays. It's game five right now. This is do or die. I have faith in my team. I don't know about everybody else in the city, but I have faith in my team. And if we win, awesome. We continue, and hopefully we get to the World Series. If we don't, still was a great season. But I still have faith in my team, and I know that we will come up on top. I can't say that for L.A. <laughs> they lost um, their game five, and it was just, it was not good. I've seen um, videos and pictures of people running over Dodger jerseys and burning them and throwing them on the field, and then that's, that's kind of too extreme. But, I mean, they lost back-to-back -back World Series, and you lose <laughs> the, um, the first round of the playoffs, so... It's like, I would be mad too, but at least my team didn't lose back-to-back, -back, so I don't know how that feels for them. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm very um, ecstatic to see us go and 
hopefully make it to the World Series again. Um, what else is going on? Oh, well, the Texans won their game, finally. Um, just for just to let everybody know, I'm, <laughs> I'm banning myself from watching football this season because it's the same scenario, the same thing, the same plot every year. We know who makes it to the Super Bowl. We know who wins. Last year's Super Bowl was just garbage. It was just a piece of shit. I mean, everybody knows that it should have been New Orleans and New England, but something was going on. So they wanted St. Um, Louis. That's when they used to be. Um, Los Angeles, the Rams. So, um, yeah, that game was horrible. The halftime show was not even... Not even that good. And, I mean, they had to bring up all the stops, but it was garbage. Yeah, so it just it didn't make the show. I mean, it didn't make the game any better. Well, yeah, I guess we can call it a show because it didn't really. It was the most boring show I've ever seen, the most boring Super Bowl I've ever seen. But hopefully somebody, please, somebody make a difference in the NFL, please, please, some team stand out. Tired of New England going. I absolutely despise their team. They're good players, top notch, but I'm just sick of it. It's just, it's like the Yankees. It's like if you ever meet a New York Yankees fan, all they want to talk about is their 27 World Series champions. I mean, and it's like, okay, that was the last time you went to the World Series was in 09. You have you've been going to the playoffs the last couple of years, but you've lost. So can't really say that you're the best. You got some good players on your team too, but you haven't been to the World Series in like ten years. So you can't really talk. You know. Last time we went was what, two years ago. So you know, it's like we can still say something. To me personally, I think we should have been in the World Series last year. That whole thing with Boston, that was just a fucking, that was fucking horrible. That was a home run. It was, it was no interference at all. But they called it, and we lost the game. And I really think we should have been in the World Series, and I think we should have won that World Series. But we weren't in it, so... Boston won, and now look at them. Didn't even make the playoffs at all. So, it's like, it's stupid. I think it's stupid. Um, but anyways, back to the um, back to the NFL. I'm not watching any games because of how the Texans are performing and just their overall crap that's going on, you know, with the whole team. It's like... Yeah, we make it to the playoffs, but is the playoffs good enough? Is that is that like the the most like up top like you can do? It's like yeah, we were AFC champs, and it's like, dude, that's 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 garbage. That's like winning on a roll. It's like whatever, you know. It's not really that important to some people. It is, but you know, our ultimate goal is to make it to the Super Bowl, and we have a good team. We have some some really, really good players. DeAndre Hopkins, Will Fuller, J.J. Watt. You know, um, Deshaun is a really, really good quarterback. But just this defense doesn't 
doesn't help him. And he's getting sacked. He's getting sacked like at least five, ten times a game. Uh, what they were saying is that the last game this past Sunday, he didn't get sacked at all. So it was like, okay, well, thank God, shoot, you know, I mean, we played Atlanta, but still, you know, he didn't get sacked. And then they won, which good for them, but that's not good enough. You know, you've got to consistently keep winning. You want to make it to the Super Bowl. You want to show the, you want to show the NFL, and you want to show all these people that we're better than what what you think we are. We are. But we can't do that if you're playing like garbage every Sunday or Monday night or Thursday night. You need to step up your game. Just like how the Astros are focused and how they, yeah, we went through our slump for like a good, good, good while, a really good while. You know, we had those 100 season losses, seasons, and you know, it just, we didn't lose our focus. We knew that it was going to get better. And in 2015, you know, we made it to the playoffs. We didn't get, you know, that far. We got far enough, but we didn't get that far. Um, I forgot if we made it to the playoffs in 16. I don't think we did. But, you know, 17 came around and had that focus. We had that fire. And it, it gave us enough to make it to the World Series and to win the World Series. So I feel like if the Texans can find that kind of motivation and get that fire underneath them, they could they could do whatever. They can be unstoppable. But until then, they're still ground they're still garbage. They're still trash. So speaking of motivation and focus, the Rockets are trying to uh put that into their uh, their mindset, you know. Um, these past two years, we've, we've been so close, and yet we lose. I mean, when we got Chris Paul, you know, we made it to, we were just one game. If we would have won that game seven against Golden State, we would have went to the finals, but we got hurt. We lost. We lost that focus. We let them beat us, you know. And more importantly, we beat ourselves. So, you know, it just, it didn't help. And then the next year, you know, last year, it was, they didn't play like they like they wanted it, you know. Golden State just came and just plowed right through them. You know, and it got to a point where it's like, okay, it's it's enough. We're, we're going to do what we got to do. And we ended up getting uh, Westbrook. And, you know, he's, he's motivational. I mean, he can be a dick, and he can be a ball hog, and he can be this and that, but the dude can play, you know. So I'm really excited to see how the Rockets are going to do this season because I hopefully, I hope and I pray <laughs> that we, we make it to the playoffs and we make it to the finals. You know, I don't really think Golden State's going to make it. I mean, Steph Curry is kind of losing his his little uh, momentum here and there, so, you know, and with the whole thing with Kawhi and just that dude literally changed the NBA overnight. I mean, him and Paul George and, and L.A., and then you have, you know, like I was saying, Westbrook and Harden here. You've got Anthony Davis and LeBron and, you know, in L.A. with the Lakers and 
it's just it's insane, you know. Butler's in Miami, you know. Um, Giannis is still in Milwaukee, but the dude, dude's MVP. I mean, the dude's a monster. Then you got Kyrie and Durant in uh, New York with the Nets. It's just, it's crazy. And um, yeah, so I'm I'm excited to see how the the NBA season is going to be this year too. It's it's definitely going to be something exciting. Sorry about that little break. I'm watching Game Five right now, and it is very exciting. It's the bottom of the first, and the Astros have already scored <laughs> four runs, and I feel like it's just going to get better. This game is exciting. This game is the game we exactly needed for this. So uh, I'll keep you informed on what goes on. All right. So um, okay, we talked about sports. All right. Let's move on to um, the sub- second subject of today, um, music. Like I was saying, I'm a musician. You know, I I love music. I've, I've pretty much been around music my whole life. Um, my family is um, it's a musical family, I guess you can say. Um, as far as I know, my family here, I'm the only one that plays an instrument. I have family back in Mexico that they play guitar and they play drums and stuff like that. But as far as I know, I'm on my dad's side. I'm the only one that plays an instrument. Uh, on my mom's side too, um, I'm the only one. Um, you know, my, my grandpa who, um, who passed away, he, um, my, he, growing up, he loved to sing. And um, he was in a band, and, you know, it just, he's always listened to music. Music's been always been a part of his life. So I feel like that love kind of came over to me uh, uh, growing up. Um, so, I mean, we listened to all kinds of music. And um, uh, I guess that's what inspired me to want to be into music because of what I've seen and what I've heard and what I've, you know, it just, it gave me an inspiration that I, that's what I want to do with my life. But um, anyways, um, <laughs> um, so within a month, I've seen three of my favorite bands. And um, if you know me already, I love emo music. I love the whole Hawthorne Heights, My Chemical Romance, Fall Out Boy, Panic at the Disco, so on and so forth. So I got to finally see them. I finally got to see Hawthorne Heights. That's a band I've been wanting to see for a long time. Um, and it was their 15th, uh, 15th anniversary of uh, Silence in Black and White. And it was just a great show. Um, you know, most of the songs were just were just like right there in my face. I was right in front. So I was super, I saw, of course, I was super excited. So, um, uh, I mean... It was a really good show. Emery is good. Um, I think the band that played first was Oh um, Sleeper or something like that. They were really good. Really heavy. Really tight. Just boom, boom, boom. You know, just knock them out. They were really good. But, um, yeah, um, my girlfriend bought me tickets to that. And what the cool thing is that I had never been to Scott Park before. So I know it was kind of small. But I didn't know it was like small enough where you you're bumping into, you know, the music, you know, the talent. So um, as soon as I get there, 
I buy, I want to buy some merch because of course, you know. So I get there and I look, I'm like, oh, I want that shirt and I want that shirt. So I start noticing, I'm like, wait, isn't that? So I, <laughs> I start thinking, I'm like, that's the singer of Hawthorne Heights. And he's just nonchalantly just eating pizza and just ringing up people with merch. Like, here, here's my band shirt. So um, that was exciting. I was like, uh, uh, uh. but um, yeah, that show was really good, you know. Um, thank you for buying me the ticket, Abe. So, um, what else? Um, so my dad grew up in the eighties. He liked a lot of the heavy metal scene that was back then, you know, high school and all that. So, for like the longest time, he's been talking about Iron Maiden, Iron Maiden this, Iron Maiden that, Bruce Dickinson this, this and that. And, you know, and it's just like, uh, okay, we get it, Dad. We get it. So when I found out they were coming to Houston, I was like, well, I'm going to buy him tickets. You know, we're going to go. So I bought him a ticket. I know it wasn't in the seats, but it was on the lawn because I figured, okay, well, I feel the lawn would be better because it's like you're still seeing over everybody. It's farther, but, you know. So we go, and this was on the 22nd of September, and it was just a great show. I mean, my dad, you know, was really just, like, into it. You know, the closest he's seen Iron Man was on TV. So, you know, (laughs) for him to finally see the band live and in front of him was, I guess, something he's, I guess, like, crossed off his bucket list or whatever. The funny thing is that, like, there was a lot of people there. Like, a lot. Like, the cool thing is that each shirt that everybody had was a different shirt. Different Iron Maiden shirt. Nothing was one and the same. So, you see people who had toured from 87, 2013, 2000-something. You know, it was just, like, crazy. And it was like, wow. I got to buy some merch. I literally spent, like, $100. On a shirt, um, a backpack, which is it's really nice, uh, a lanyard, and I think it was like a pin, because I have this thing where I collect uh, Apple pins and stuff like that to whatever show I go to or whatever place, because I, that's just like my new little collection hobby, I guess. Growing up, I used to collect baseball cards, and growing up, I used to collect cars, Hot Wheel cars. Um, so now... You know, I collect bobbleheads too. Whenever I go to the Astros game, I collect, I buy, I get, I go, I go to get the good bobblehead. You know, so, um, well, they just scored a home run, Tampa Bay, which, uh, but whatever. Anyways, uh, uh, what was I saying? Oh yeah, so yeah, I literally like spent a hundred bucks. So we get there. It had been raining, and the wet was kind of. The, um, not the wet, the, the grass was kind of soggy. So, you know, we bought seats, we're sitting there, just me and my dad were just talking or whatever, stuff like that. The first band came on, they were pretty good, but they sounded kind of like Breaking Benjamin kind of type. So it's like, man, we've, we've heard them before. So um, they, you know, come and go. And then Iron Maiden comes on, and it's just like, the show is literally 
amazing. If you ever get a chance to go see Iron Maiden live, you will not regret it. It's just like, wow. It's amazing. The props that they bring on and like the the um elect ele- electricity, the um the static feeling and their vibe is just like amazing. Like these guys can literally play for like three hours nonstop. You know? And it's it it's it's amazing because it's like these guys are older and it's like you still have that energy you had from like 30, 40 years ago. It's insane. Um I can say it's not the same energy, but the same vibe I got was when I went to go see the Foo Fighters last year. That was amazing. Um, sadly, I didn't take any pictures or videos because I wanted to live in that moment. And it was it was amazing. I don't regret it, but I, I kind of do a little bit because it's like I wish I would have took pictures and videos, but it was amazing. Just Dave Grohl is a fucking monster. He is a beast. The Foo Fighters are a well-oiled machine. Just going hit after hit after hit after hit. It's just a nonstop crazy. Um, so yeah, back to what I was saying. Uh, the second band I got to see was... Um, I mean, that's the second band. I mean, the third band. What am I saying that? Um, the third band I got to see was Tame Impala. That was insane. I mean... When everybody heard they were coming into town, because they were playing ACL this year, Austin City Limits Festival. So, you know, I wanted to go, but I was like, I didn't like the lineup. And I was like, I don't think I'm going to go this year. But I wanted to, I still wanted to kind of go because Tame Impala was going to be there, but I decided not to. So when I heard that they were coming to Houston, I was like, I have to buy a ticket. And it was like, I will go to wherever I have to go to get this ticket. The pre-sale comes on, um, and the l- tickets literally like disappear within like minutes, and it's like, crap. I need, you know, I didn't even get to get it. They had like to wait, you have to virtually wait in line. And I was like, crap, I'm not gonna be able to get these tickets. So when tickets went on sale that Friday, that week of that Friday, um, I had to go and do something. I forgot what I had to go do, but it just—I didn't—I didn't get a chance at all, and I was very disappointed because I was like, I wanted to see them. But um, yeah, I mean, somehow, some way, uh, I got a chance to buy a ticket. This guy was selling his ticket because he said that his girlfriend was going on a bachelorette trip and that she was not gonna be able to go so he was selling his ticket i thought it was fake you know there's a bunch of scams everybody knows you go on facebook and you try to buy a ticket it's somehow a scam you know there's multiple scams multiple and all that so i didn't know if it was real or not so i was like hey look i'll buy your ticket for this much amount he's like all right cool well here message me and we can go pick i can pick up the ticket you know whatever or i can meet you i was like okay whatever um We'll meet on this day. So the day I was supposed to pick it up, it was supposed to be the Friday of my birthday weekend. Well, I had like this little two-day get-together thing with a bunch of friends, stuff like that, go drink and eat and whatever. Well, it had rained 
that Thursday, and everybody knows, remembers about the flood. And, um, yeah, I, I was like, hey, dude, I don't think we're going to be able to meet. So that Friday, I met up with him, and I bought the ticket, and I was like, I still don't know if this is fake or not, because I don't know. I didn't know. And um, we also, I also had that same experience, I think, a couple of weeks before. My um, my girlfriend wanted to see Fanagram, and it's like she literally was scraping the bottom of the barrel to find a ticket. And she was like, oh, this ticket's $100. I'm like, I'm not going to pay $100 for that one ticket that's was $35. Because originally I was supposed to go to the box office and buy the ticket, but I was waiting on payday because... I had some bills to take care of, and I needed the money. And um, so uh, I I came, I went too late. And um, so, but eventually we ended up finding a ticket. I ended up buying it for her. So she went, and I mean, for her, it's like, okay, well, I've seen them. I want to see them again. And it's like, okay, I, I'm, I'm that way too. But the, <laughs> and I know she's probably going to get mad at me saying this I don't like her concert going um, vibe you know but it, it really depends on the band like we went to see Under Oath and danced Kevin Dance at White Oak and like she was like uh, you know and for this one it's like okay she didn't like the opening band and it's like okay well I mean for me personally, what I always do is before I go to a show, I look who are the supportive fans, and I try to listen to their music. I was like, okay, well I can get a feel what they're, what you know, what's what's going on with them. Well, she didn't do that with this band, and she's like, oh, I don't like this band. I don't like this band. And I was like, well, I mean, they're supportive band. You at least could have checked them out before. Well, why should I have to check them out? I was like, because you can at least know what you're getting yourself into before you go to a show. But I shouldn't do that. So, but I mean, she still had fun. So, so, excuse me. Um, she still had fun. So, um, but yeah, back to the Tame Impala show. So, the day of the show, I had another friend of mine who, uh, was like, hey, man, I'm going to be there at the show. Uh, what time did you want to meet up? I was like, oh, yeah, meet me up here. Meet me at White Oak at, like, 6-ish. So he's like, okay. But I had this weird hunch. I was like, maybe I should get there a bit earlier. So I get there around, like, close to 5.30, and, like, there's a line already. And I'm like, oh, crap, there's a line. So I go, and I park, and everybody knows that that goes to White Oak. Parking is crap. You know, you gotta park. You gotta find parking, and I was not gonna pay twenty five dollars just to park in that little lot. That's ridiculous. So I went across the um, the bridge and parked in the little neighborhood because it was like everyone's gonna do that. So I go, I wait in line, and um, one of the bouncer guys was like, "Yeah, this is just the pre screening line. The pre screening line." He's like, "Yeah, we're gonna let people in the line, but they're not gonna get in to the show yet." And I was like, okay. So I pretty much waited in line for about an hour. And it went by pretty fast. I mean, you know, you think an hour, you're going to wait forever. But it went by pretty fast. I kind of kept myself busy a little bit. So as soon as I looked up, 
it was already um, six o'clock. So I get in and I rush to the merch and um, buy me a shirt, buy me a little patch. And um, I just was like, finally, you know, I have some kind of Tame Impala merch. So I go and I find me a spot to sit right by the, um, the sound booth. Um, and I just stay there. And I was like, I'm not going to move. I bought me a white claw. I forgot what flavor it was. I think it was like grapefruit, whatever. It was okay. And I bought me a water. And I was like, I'm just going to stand here. I'm not going to move. So I didn't. And I stayed there for about an hour until the first band came in, came on stage. Um, and I kept texting my friend, like, hey, man, um, where are you at? He's like, well, I'm in line. I'm like way past the bridge. I'm like in the neighborhood. And I was like, oh, crap. Well, I was like, I have a spot here for you. You know, there's people coming, but whenever you come, you know, you have the spot with here with me. So, you know, um, the band comes on and they're really, really good. They're a Turkish band from Amsterdam. I remember if I remember correctly and their music was really good. They just like went off. It was really good. Um, I'm going to post a, um, a link of one of their songs on our on my Facebook page for the for the group. I mean, not for the group for the um for inside the north side, so everybody can check them out, and let me know what you think of them. Are they pretty cool? Are they musical? Are they lame? Whatever. But um, back to the story. Um, he finally got inside, and he was like, "Hey, dude, what's up?" And I'm like, "What's up?" Luckily, he got to be there for like the last three songs, so it's like, okay, cool. So then they, you know, they do their set, and they get off stage, and we're just standing there, and we're just talking and whatever. And as soon as they come on, it's like, it's ama- the light show. Their light show is amazing. If you've ever been to a Tame Impala show, if you, if you haven't, look it up online. If you have, you know what I'm talking about. And it was just, it was amazing. It's like, I, luckily this show, I took pictures and videos, and it was just like, every song was like my favorite song. And it was like, Hell yeah. I mean, they threw out confetti, lasers, all these lights, all these... It was just... I can't even describe it. It was just amazing. And, you know, and then, they, of course, they come and do an encore. And, um, I mean, whoever was there, you know. You know how it was. And, um, yeah, I mean, they were having this, uh, I guess, after party next door. And... Um, Twin Shadows, I, I don't know if anybody knows who Twin Shadows is, but he's pretty good. I like his music. Uh, I'll, I'll post a link on one of his songs. I've seen him at, I think it was In Bloom in 2017 or 2018. I forgot what, what year it was. but and, um, For people who don't know, In Bloom was the new name for um, Free Press Summerfest, and they had moved it to... Um, March, you know, for the springtime. Sadly, that was the last, um, the first and last uh, festival for Emblem. But yeah, I saw Twin Shadow in there. He's really good. I like his music. Like I said, I'm going to post a link um, on the page about some of his music. And um, anyway, so yeah, they were having an after party and he was going to be the DJ. And uh, I told my friends, like, hey, do you want to go? He's like, well, I was going to go to Neil's and um, 
Sidetrack Meals is a bar, a nerd bar that we have here in Houston uh, on the, in Edo. So he was like, no, nah, I'm going to go to Neil's. So I was like, you know what? Yeah, I, it's probably going to be super packed. I probably won't be able to get in. So we go to Neil's and um, we have fun there with his friend Obi. Uh, and then my girlfriend comes and we just, we're just sitting there standing, talking, having a drink, whatever, this and that. So it, it, was, it was ultimately a good night. Um, usually when I go to shows like that, I end up losing my voice because I like singing. And I sing too loud and too hard. But, but I was like, no, I'm not, not going to do it this time. I haven't been doing it like that. I haven't been doing that for a while. So I'm just like, no, nah, I'm going to keep my voice because I have to sing the next day at church. So I was like, yeah, you know. But, um, yeah, those, those are some of, the, some of the bands I saw this year. There's more, but um, those are the three main ones that I was excited to see. But, um. Um, what I'm really excited for is for next year, the Hella Megator. And for people who don't know the Hella Megator, it's Fallout Boy, it's Weezer, and it's Green Day. Those are some of my favorite bands, too. I've seen Fallout Boy once when they came back from their quote unquote hiatus. And um, that, was save and ro- that was Save Rock and Roll. And um, they were in the Woodlands, and I was there for that show, of course. I was in the front row. I was dead center in the front row. Not dead center, but I was close to where Pete usually stands. Right near, you know, just, I was right there. And it was, it was an awesome show. It was 21 Pilots, and that was before they got really, really big. Um, Panic at the Disco, of course, and, and Fall Out Boy. But yeah, that was a good show. But yeah, I'm excited for, for this show. Um, I've never seen Green Day. And Green Day's been one of my favorite bands for as long as I can remember. Um, I'm going to say since, not American, yeah, I can say since American Idiot. You know, I had a couple here, Green, Th- Green Day songs here and there. And, you know, my uncle had one of their shirts. and um, But I didn't really get into Green Day until American Idiot. And that's, that's, that album's a masterpiece. If you have not heard it. It's a masterpiece from beginning to end. But yeah, I, I, I'm, you know, I want to go to that tour. I've never seen Weezer either. And Weezer comes like every year, but um, I'm going to see if I can go to this show. And this is going to be at, at Minute Maid. I wish it really wasn't at Minute Maid, but it's like, well, it's closer to where I'm at. And it's like, I don't have to find parking because of the metro rail. So it's kind of a win-win for me, but I need to buy my ticket, so... But, um, yeah, um, gonna talk about, <laughs> um, like I was saying, I, I, I love Fall Out Boy. I got into Fall Out Boy in 03, 04, some of their early stuff, uh, Dead on Arrival, that's, um, one of my favorite songs from their, um, they want to say their quote-unquote first album. But um, their really first album, if you want to call it, is Fall Out Boy's Evening Out With Your Girlfriend. But if you want to count, you know, if you don't want to count that, it's um, Take This To Your Grave, which is their first album. But, yeah, I, I got into Take This To Your Grave. Dead Arrival was on Rock Band. And I was like, what? This is fucking, this band's awesome. So I got into more of their music. Um, 
after that. And it was like infinity on high, under the core tree. I was just like FOB all the time. And, you know, it kind of bummed me out these last two albums because they're just so commercial now. I mean, that's probably what they said when Infinity on High came. Like, oh, they're so commercial. But looking back on it, it was like some of their best music. To me personally, in my opinion, it's their best music. But, um, yeah, just um, American Beauty, American Psycho, or Reverse, whatever it's called. Um, It was decent, but it wasn't like good and then when mania came out that was just garbage i um i tried listening to the album and i just couldn't it was just it was garbage it made me sad because it was like this is my favorite band and this is what they sound like now they're trying to appeal to i understand i mean i understand you're trying to appeal to the younger crowd but i mean Pre-ordering your album and giving them the fidget spinners. I mean, come on. And then doing all the cliche things. It's like, dude, you're not helping your case. You know, and it's just, I was really disappointed. And, I mean, when they announced the tour that, you know, all three of them are going to be on, they came out with new songs. And I can say that Weezer's song is better than Fall Out Boys and Green Days. They just sound just like crap. You know, and um, with Green Day, their last album, I think it was Revolution Radio, was not bad, but it wasn't like Green Day standards, which I can see that their standards are just crappier now, but I mean, it, it, it's not to their standards, it sounds like crap. And, you know, I'm kind of like, okay, well, this is my favorite band. This is one of my other favorite bands, and they're just, they, they sound like crap. And I was like, okay, I, I, like I said, I understand you're trying to appeal to the younger audience, you're trying to bring younger people in, but you also have to serve up your older audience that have been there for you since, what, 89, 88, you know? It's like, dude, you, Dookie, if you have not heard Dookie, Dookie is like, that is what Green Day's Dookie, um, American Idiot, Insomniac, Nimrod, you know, and those are like, that's Green Day. You know, that is Green Day. After American Idiot, I mean, um, what's it called? Was it 21 Guns or, um, I forgot the name of the album after um, American Idiot, but it it was okay. I like so I like the majority of their songs. But it just wasn't. It wasn't like okay, you know, you may come in your you're coming off the hype of American Idiot, so it's like. It was like oh, it's kind of a letdown, but it was still good. And then they came out with their trilogy, Uno Dos Tres. I think it's their trilogy. I don't know if that came after that album, but a lot of people shit on their trilogy, but I enjoy it. I think it's really good. It's three different albums, and it's like. Three different songs, not songs, but three different styles, you know. Some of their songs sound like their older stuff, and some of their, some of the songs on there sound, you know, close to newish, but it's like, eh, it's still good. I enjoy the album. I bought all three. I bought them when I was working at Target, and um, so, yeah, and, you know, 
And then Weezer, I've been listening to Weezer for, for a long time too. I'm I've pretty much been listening to all these bands for a long time. So but yeah, I'm I'm excited because I want to go to the show. So um let's see if, if I end up buying tickets. But um <laughs> I know um that a lot of people are um speaking about emo, talking about emo now. Um if you don't know which you should know to all my emos, former emos, emos come out of hiding, whatever. You need to go to Save the Tuesday at Barbarella. I'm telling you, you will not regret it. Save the Tuesday is their emo slash punk, whatever, slash whatever night. And um, it's the first Tuesday of every month. If you get there early enough, you can get a little pin, a little an, an apple pin. And they come with like different styles and stuff like that. I'm telling you, you have to go. It gets kind of, it it doesn't start getting like really really into it till like eleven eleven thirty, but I go, I have fun. I'm already drenched in sweat. I go into the mosh pit. I boom 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 hit everybody again. You know, I'm having fun. I'm letting my you know I'm letting it out, and I'm enjoying my night. So I go to that, but I encourage. Anybody and everybody to go at least just go one time. And now since it's getting cooler, you don't have to worry about it being hot anymore. So, but yeah, speaking about emo, uh, everybody's talking about Panic at the Disco and that they're doing a song. Well, you know what? I'm not even gonna call it Panic at the Disco anymore because it's pretty much the Brendan Urie project. Panic at the Disco has been dead ever since. Vices and Virtues, which was like what their third, fourth, they're like their third album. You know, after Ryan Ross left the band, it was just Brendan and Spencer. And um, they did Vices and Virtues. That's when I was in high school. I think it was my junior year or something like that. Um, you know, he ended up, Spencer ended up leaving the band because he and he went to rehab or something like that. Um, but, yeah, after that, it's just been the Brendan Yuri project. I can't say that I did enjoy, um, I forgot the name of that album that came out. Um, the Las Vegas one, whatever. But, yeah, you know what I'm talking about. That was a pretty good album. And that album... Helped me get through a lot of things that were going on in my life at that point in time because I had lost one of my friends. And some of the songs spoke to me and just helped me get through that time I was going through that loss. So I, and you know, it's one of my favorite albums. And then Death of a Bachelor came out after that. And that was a pretty good one, I can say. You know, I enjoyed that album. But. The one that came after that, um, I forgot to name. <laughs> it's it's so it, it it's so bad. I don't even listen to it. Um, I forgot what it's called, but it, it's crap too, dude. It's it's not Panic at the Disco. He needs to just get rid of the fucking name. You're not Panic at the Disco. Panic at the Disco died a long time ago, so stop calling it Panic at the Disco. But yeah, I mean the dude. The dude has his emo privileges removed, man. I mean, you you should not be able to play old Panic at the Disco music anymore. And it's sad because I went to one of their shows. I've been to 
their show three times. One time with Fall Out Boy, one time by themselves, well, two times by themselves. And I enjoyed it. It was awesome. But, like, after, you know, some time go by, some time comes by, and it's just like, nah, dude, you're not panicking at the disco anymore, bro. You're, you're just, you're just Brendan Urie. Just take the name, man. Just kill it. You know, just name it something else. So, you know, he, he really needs to stop using that name. It just, it doesn't help his case. If you're going to make crappy music for yourself, then you need to put it under a new name. Don't drag Panic's name in in the dirt in the mud. So, just don't. Anyways, uh, let's move on to TV and movies and stuff. So, um, like I was saying, um, let's talk about movies and crap. Uh, so I recently saw The Joker, and um, yeah, I mean, it was, it was different. Uh, but I, I liked it. it. It was different. It's not like your typical comic book movie. You know, it's very real, very gritty, dirty. Um, you know, I was like, well, I mean, this could actually... it could. In our reality, it feels like it could actually be a real thing. You know, it's like it could actually happen. And um, I'm not going to spoil anything for you. I mean, if you've seen it already, you know what I'm talking about. But, yeah, I mean, just go see it. It's a good movie. You know, you can appreciate some of the, um, well, for us comic book nerds, I guess you could say, you can, you can appreciate some of the uh, subtle hints towards certain uh, characters Within the uh, DC universe, like Batman, of course, um, because you can't have a Joker movie without Batman, but they do. But that's another story. Um, but yeah, Walking Phoenix did a hell of a job for that movie. He brought a, a different take to the character than all the other uh, actors who've played the Joker before. Um, one I didn't really like who played the Joker was Jared Leto. That was just. It's just a garbage ass choker. Just garbage. It was just <laughs> it shouldn't that joker should not exist. But it does. And well, we can't do anything about it. Well, I mean, Warner Brothers can't, but we can't because it's it's out there. Anyways, um Yeah, so um with this take on the Joker, I'm hoping that the new Batman movie that comes out and a couple of years is um, holds up to what they're saying. Uh, and I know everybody knows that it's Robert Pattinson who's going to play Batman slash Bruce Wayne. I know a lot of people were really upset with me because, like, really, the guy from Twilight, that's who's going to be your Batman? But it's like he's come a long way from those movies. I didn't really like Twilight. Me and my cousin went to go see New Moon. We pretty much laughed and made fun of the whole movie the whole time and it was just like those i didn't see what people saw in those movies but it's whatever it's came and passed so but anyways yeah i mean robert pattinson has, has come up from that and he's done a really good movie he's a really good actor now and i'm really really interested to see his take on batman and bruce wayne and I hear they're wanting to do something like Arkham Asylum or 
or something like that. But now I'm hearing they're trying to do the, uh, I think it was like Long Halloween the, for something like that. I, I read the story, but I forgot the name. But yeah, I mean, who knows what the movie is about or what inspiration they're going to take from. But uh, I can say that I'm, I'm really excited for it. And um, yeah, I mean, I'm not really a DC per. I mean, I am a DC person, but I like Superman. Not like certain other superheroes. Like I used to like Aquaman until um, Jason Momoa fucked it up for me. So now <laughs> it's like I can't really appreciate Aquaman anymore. But yeah, my main my main man is Superman. Batman's okay. He's a good you know he's I like him, but he's sometimes he's overrated. And everybody that's on Team Batman, why 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 do you why? Oh, because uh, you're dealing, it's a mortal against uh, pretty much a god. And, of course, Superman is, like, the greatest superhero of all time. So it's, like, can't really put them against each other. But they did with Batman versus Superman, and that was, uh, it was decent, but it wasn't, like what they hyped it up to be. Um, Doomsday was garbage. Just every... I can... it. I don't even want to talk about it because it was just like... Bro. I don't even want to get into Justice League, or Justice League either because that's crap. Um, but yeah, if you really want to see a good um, Batman versus Superman, check out The Dark Knight. Um, the... Um, animated movies, they're really, really, really good, um, you'll enjoy them, but, um, yeah, let's switch over to, uh, to Marvel, because that's really what I fuck with, I really fuck with Marvel, the first movie I actually saw was, well, that I remember a superhero was Spider-Man, back in 2002, and from then I was hooked, Spider-Man is one of my favorite superheroes, you know, Superman's number one, but Spider-Man, he's like number, he's like, he's top, you know, right there, too. So I've always loved Spider-Man. Spider-Man's just like, I can really, anybody can relate to Spider-Man. You know, the outcast, the nerd, people don't see him, people don't appreciate him. But once he puts on the mask and becomes Spider-Man, everybody loves him, everybody, you know, this and that. So, but when, you know, I... Growing up, I felt like that, so that's why I had that strong connection with, with Peter Parker and Spider-Man because, you know, people bullied him. People thought he was a nerd. People thought he was weird or whatever. But, you know, like I said, once you put on the mask, you're a totally different person. So I, like I said, I had a connection with that character. But, yeah, I mean, MCU, Marvel Cinematic Universe, that's just. That's a monster you don't want to fuck with at all. The Marvel and Disney have been cranking out these movies just like nonstop. And if you still have not seen Infinity War or Endgame, what the fuck are you doing? Really, you need to see these movies. You know, but some people are going to be like, oh, well, you need to watch all the other 20 movies so you can get, it's like, okay, if you want to, but you have to see those movies, 
I literally cried at the end of Infinity War. And I cried literally at the end of Endgame. It's, that's 10 years, 11 years in the work, in the making, you know, of watching Iron Man 1 to Endgame. It's just, it was amazing. You know, I was just a kid when it came out. Now, you know, I'm old enough and it's like, I can appreciate these movies that came out when I was in high school. But, um, yeah, I mean, for everyone that doesn't know about the whole Spider-Man, Sony, Disney thing, I'm glad they came to a uh, an agreement to keep him in the movies. I know he's supposed to do, I know they're supposed to produce, Disney's supposed to produce the third one. And then he has two more appearances in the, M- in the MCU, and then he's also going to cross over with the Venom universe or the Sony Spider-Man, whatever they want to call it. But I'm excited for that. I didn't really like the first Venom. And Venom is one of my favorite characters too. But just, I don't know. Tom Hardy just, just didn't do it for me. Or maybe he, I don't know. But I'm excited now that he's going to cross over with Venom. And that hopefully, excuse me, they'll, they'll fight Carnage. And it's like a dream come true for a bunch of fucking comic book nerds to see Spider-Man and Venom on the big screen together. And I say that now because Spider-Man 3 was garbage. It's just, it was not. We've seen Spider-Man and Venom on, you know, but it just wasn't up to par to what we expected. Topher Grace did not play good Venom. He was trash. You know, he's trash. But, um, yeah, the third one cringes makes me cringe a lot so we don't like to talk about that one but yeah i'm excited you know tom holland is a great choice i didn't really see it at first but with the civil war appearance and the at, he is spider-man love toby i'm a big sam raimi fan of the trilogy you know of the trilogy he did but yeah tom holland is is spider-man the dude plays it to a t you know, and um, I'm excited for his new contract, and hopefully they'll come to another agreement to where he can actually stay in the MCU, because he's so vital. I mean, even though he's had two movies, he's appeared in three, I think it was Civil War, Endgame, and Infinity War. You know, those five appearances, it's like he's still vital, because you know, there's so he's already connected with so many other of the of the, the characters. It's like you can use him anywhere, especially with the Fantastic Four. You know, um, especially with the X Men. I'm excited for the X Men and the Fantastic Four to be coming. I mean, when the X Men came out in 2000 or 99 and 2000, that was like what? You know, because I've seen the cartoons. I grew up with the cartoons. You know, the comics and the toys and all that. But it was, like, mind-blowing. The second one was good. X2 was good. X3, we don't talk about X3. (laughs) But, yeah. Same thing, like, we don't talk about the Fantastic Four. The one that just came out a couple years ago. We don't talk about that yet. The first two were okay. But the the reboot, it was garbage. But, um, yeah. I'm excited for that. And just 
just to see what Marvel does with those characters. Because to see them interact with the Hulk and Thor on the big screen, it's just going to be mind-blowing. And, um, yeah, it's just... I, I can't even have the words because I'm just like ecstatic to hear. <laughs> just, just think about it. But um, yeah, I was talking to my um to my cousin about. Well, he was talking to me about what he thinks Venom Two was gonna be about. And like I said, I don't know. I mean, they hinted at Carnage. If you haven't seen it, sorry, that's a spoiler. But if you have, I mean, you know, Woody Harrelson's gonna be Venom. I mean, I Venom. He's gonna be. He was in Venom, but he's Carnage. Um, with the with the, with them saying that Tom Holland's gonna cross over, I feel like that'll be the time we see them interact with the black suit, which everybody loves. I love the black suit Spider Man. It is like the legit like that's the most cleanest suit ever, next to the Sam Raimi Spider Man suit. But, yeah, the black suit is, like, everybody loves the black suit. We thought that we were going to see it in MCU, but it didn't happen. So, hopefully, it happens in Venom 2. And, for me, what I think is that they're going to team up to fight against Carnage. And, during that time, the symbiote is going to latch on to Holland Spider-Man and give him the black suit, and they'll fight against each other, whatever, whatever. But, that's just me, what I think. But, who knows what it's going to be about. But, uh, yeah, I'm excited to see you you know, the black suit, so, um, anyways, that's enough nerd talk, because nobody wants to hear me talk about comic books and crap, other than a few people that are going to be listening, but, yeah, um, like I said, this is called Inside the North Side, so, you know, I want to talk about what's going on locally, you know, local haunts, local spots to go, local places to get a drink, local places to eat, so, um, one of the places that I enjoy going to that it, everybody should go to at least maybe once or twice is um, Chicago's Pizzeria. And Chicago's Pizzeria is located on Airline and Cavalcade. And um, it their pizza is really good. They have, like, the best appetizers, I think. And um, it's a good place to just hang out, chill with your friend, get a pizza. If you're going to get a pizza... I recommend getting the special. Um, it's a large pizza for like nine ninety nine or something like that. One topping, two toppings, or something like that. But yeah, I I suggest you get that. Get some of the appetizers. They have some really good appetizers. Mozzarella sticks are pretty good. They have this one thing. It's like called a pizza pocket. It looks like a toaster strudel. It's bigger than a toaster strudel. It's like twice the size of a toaster strudel. But inside, it's like you can either make it pepperoni, cheese. I think you can put like ham and cheese and um, sausage and cheese or whatever. But yeah, it, it's pretty good. But I suggest if you're not going to really eat something big, you know, at, if you're going to get an app and you want something to fill you up, that, that can fill you up too. But um, yeah, it's a good place. Like I said, it's a good place to hang out go to before or after a show, you know, but, um, yeah, say you go eat, you know, so now you want to go and drink, get a beer, whatever, hang out, um, just go down the road about like, what, maybe like a mile or two and, um, head on over to the Raven Tower. 
um, if you don't know, the Ravens Hall is right next door to the White Oak Music Hall. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's a cool little place. You know, it's cool to go to when it's the, the uh, temperature out there is not hot because you're out. You can either be outside or you can be inside. And inside's kind of small. But, yeah, the outside environment, it, it, the environment's really nice. You know, you can sit there, have a nice drink, hang out. You know, if there's a show going on next door at White Oak, you can listen to what's going on over there. So, um, oh, excuse me. So, um, yeah, go check out Raven Tower. If not, I mean, there's, um, there's another place that I have not been to yet, but it is on Fulton, and I think it's called the Chunky Monkey or something like that. Anyways, it's right near the rail, and, um, it looks really promising. I'm gonna go try, I'm gonna go try and visit one of these weekends, but I will let you know how it is, and, um, see if it's worth checking out if you're on the north side. So, say you're done eating, you're done drinking. Okay, now you want to go and party somewhere, you know, go dance, go drink somewhere else. Um, I say you should head on over to the secret group. Now, that's not in the north side. It's an Edo, but like I said, I'm covering local spots in and around Houston. So pretty much it's in Houston. <laughs> so um yeah, head over to the secret group. They got good comedy, they got great bands to go tour there. And on Saturdays they have nineties night. And I like nineties music, early two thousand music. So I go, you can have a blast. It's fun. Um but yeah if you're looking to do something this Saturday night um, head on over to the secret group because it's their third anniversary. They're gonna be holding. They're gonna be hosting a free comedy show at eight, and when that's over, you can go over to the next room, and they're gonna be playing the '90s music. I've gone. It's fun. Um, I can say that the environment there. I I like the music there better than Barbarella. Well. They're kind of the same, but the drinks are better at the Sicker Group than they are at Barbarella. The bartenders are a little bit nicer. So, but like I'm saying, just go ahead and check it out. Um, you know, and um, if you're looking to do something this Friday night, they have Emo Night there too. I've gone to that one and um, it's okay. It's kind of more of like a chilled you know, chilled emo night than it is at Barbarella when it's more high, um, high, you know, it's like everybody's just in it. But yeah, I mean, go check it out. I mean, show all my uh, former emos and emos that are still out there, they're still going strong. Go check it out. Um, Edo's a good place to hang out. You know, they got a lot of bars and stuff like that on that side. You know, um, I like going to Neil's. Neil's a Neil's a nerd bar that's on St. Emmanuel. And um, you go in, one screen they're showing a movie. The screen in front of you is showing The Simpsons. You look to your left, you got one, you got three screens. One is for Nintendo 64, and the other two are for um, whatever other games that I have. 
Oh, I'm sorry. They also have two flat screens too that you can also take your uh, your Wii or your Switch or whatever, and you can play, and you know everybody can participate in that too. Um, they have a ping pong table that's in the other room. They have some arcade games in that room too. Um, they like to show the game, Astro games. So I like going there, and the prices are decent for the drinks. You know, the bartenders are really cool. You become, you get really close with them, become friends, you know, get to know them. They get to know you. So, yeah, I suggest going to Neil's, um, too. So, if you don't want to go to the club, you're looking to get into some music, you want to go check out a show, you know, you're like, I, I, you know, you want to hear some music, hear some local bands, head on down to Galveston. I'm telling you. You do not want to miss No Sleep Best 2019. It's um, a friend of mine named Pablo. He started the thing a couple years ago. And um, I think this is his last time doing this. I'm not sure. I forgot. But it's a lot of local bands. He gets other bands, local bands from Dallas and Austin and stuff like that to come. And it it's a pretty good, pretty good night. You know, it's a two-day thing. It's a Friday and a Saturday. You know, a lot of ho- it's the hardcore scene. So, you know, there's a lot of moshing. There's a lot of screaming, a lot of hanging out with your friends and stuff like that. So the next segment that we're going to do, well, that I'm going to do on this podcast is I'm going to share my favorite album of the week. And um, it's an older album. It's from two years ago. But it's so good. I really enjoy it. It's, um, it's from this band called Inner Wave. If you haven't heard of them, Look them up on YouTube. Look them up on Spotify. Look them up on Bandcamp. Anyway, anywhere you can find them, look them up. I'm telling you, it, they're a really good band. And um, the album is called um, Underwater Pipe Dream. Um, so this band, it's a, it's an indie rock band, and they hail from L.A. And um, their sound, it, it seamlessly floats between psychedelic and synthwave. And and a, and a little bit of like garage rock. I can sense a little bit of like early strokes kind of. But um yeah, I mean, they they're breathing new life into the LA's indie scene. And but the cool thing is that they're um they're Hispanics. So it's like, you know, hey, it's cool seeing some Hispanics in the indie scene and they're making a big difference. You know, we have some of those here in Houston. And, you know, I, I support my local bands, you know, I support, you know, my Houston bands, man. And um, I try to go to as many local shows as I can. But um, back to uh, what we're talking about. This 2017 album is, it's, in my opinion, it's a great album. From from back, from the first album, from, from the first song to the last song, it's, um, it's, a, pretty good, it's a pretty good listen. You can listen to it at a party. You can listen to it hanging out with your friends in the car. If you want to just put something in just to listen to at home by yourself, it's a good album. Uh, some of my favorite songs on the album are uh, Bauer, Nice One, and I'm Aware. But, I mean, those are just the ones I like, but still, I, I enjoy the whole album. So, like I said, give it a listen. Go support, you know, the you know, our, our people out there, man, you know, that's one thing we need to do, we need to go out there and support our local scene, but, you know, also support, you know, the Hispanic community, dude, you know, um, I feel like we're, we're, we're a very proud culture, and, you know, what's going on in our, 
in our society in um, in America and stuff like that. We need to really be a hundred percent behind one another, and we need to stand tall and we need to stand with each other, and we shouldn't take no crap from nobody. You know, we need to defend one another and we need to support our our culture and our people because you know like i said we're a very proud culture and our culture is very rich you know and just we need to be out there and we need to go and support these people you know so like i said um you can find their album like i said on spotify you can find some of their songs on youtube if you want to buy the album check them out on Bandcamp. you i think it's like ten dollars i think for their album but I'm telling you, you will love it. You'll fall in love with them. You'll want to listen to other music. But, um, yeah. So I'm going to be doing this, you know, for the for the podcast too. Highlight my favorite albums, favorite songs. Um, you know, hopefully you check them out and enjoy them. And um, dive deep into the music I enjoy. Okay, so... Um it's getting close to the end of our show, and um, I'm going to end with this closing comment. Um, it's been a weird few years for me. Uh, a lot of my friends, a lot of family members, you know, they're getting married, having kids, working, and getting new jobs, and exciting jobs, and traveling the world, and, you know, I, I while everybody's doing all that, I, I feel like... You know, I'm way behind on things. You know, I, I just turned 26 like a month ago. And I feel like, what am I supposed to do with my life? You know, I've felt that way before when I was 18, when I was 21, when I was 23. You know, but I mean, to be honest, I felt like this my whole life. It's like, what? I've always felt like I was behind on things. And I've always felt like, what am I supposed to do? You know, I'm, I'm 26 years old. Um, I don't have any kids. I'm, I'm, I'm in a relationship, but it's like, where is it going? You know, um, and I, I realized that, you know, when my parents were my age, I mean, they already had me and they had my, my little brother. They had a house, they had a stable job, you know, and... <sighs> I'm still living with my parents, you know, I mean, I have a decent job, you know, I work for the school district, you know, it can be a stressful job, but, you know, I, I make decent pay, you know, I pay for my bills, I pay enough, you know, to go here, to go there, but, you know, me watching everybody, it's like, my parents have done more than I have, you know, at my age, but I mean, you know, it was 1996, it's, it's 2019 now, so, you know, it, it was different 20, 23 years ago. So, you know, and sometimes I feel like, what am I doing wrong with my life, you know, like, or what am I doing right, it, you know, because a lot of people are like, well, you know, you're still, you're still, uh, you're still young, and uh, you don't have any kids, so... That's, you know, you're, you're good with that, you know, don't have kids and stuff like that. But it's like, why are you telling me this? You know, it's like you're telling me not to get married yet. 
you're married and you're happy. You're telling me not to have kids, but you have kids and you're happy. And it's like, why are you telling me the opposite when I'm looking at you and you're happy with everything, you know? And it's, it's, it's weird to me that people tell me that. But, you know, I, I, I don't understand why people say that. It's like, do you regret getting married? Do you regret having kids? You know, if you're telling me that, but you're showing off your kids every 20 seconds or every five minutes and posting them on your Facebook and shit, you know, it's like, don't tell me the opposite, but you're doing, you know, the opposite, what you're telling me not to do. You know, it's not that I don't want to have kids or get married, but it's like, when is the right time for me to do all that? You know, um, just recently, a family member of mine, you know, got his girlfriend pregnant, you know, and, you know, they're, they wanted to get married and I had a, I have a couple of friends that, you know, they're pregnant, you know, or they got married already. And it's like, you know, I'm happy for them, but it's like, how do you, how do you, how do you start that process? Like, do you just like, oh, I'm pregnant, you know? And it's, it's, for me, it's weird. It's like, you know, what is the right time to do all that? You know, I've, I've been in a relationship for about five years and, um, I've seen other people who've got together with people who've been there with their person for less than that, for six months, a year. And they're get married and start a family. And it's just like, what's the difference between that and my relationship? Am I doing something wrong or am I doing something right? Because there are a lot of people that do get married real quick and they end up hating each other because they never took that time to know each other or they have a kid with that person because they're in love at that moment and then later down the road they're not with them you know and it's like why make that mistake you know for me I'm different because I like to get to know somebody you know it's been five years and I, I still get I'm still doing that but yeah, I don't like to rush. I mean, when I was younger, I made that mistake of doing that. But as I got older, I started realizing that I need to take things slow and I need to get to know the person before I want to even start talking to them. And it, it works, but sometimes it doesn't. But um, it worked this last time. And... Um, yeah, I just, uh, I don't know. You know, it, it's my dream. Well, not my dream, but, you know, I always told myself when I was younger that I was going to get married at 18, and I was going to have kids, and I was going to, you know, do things my parents did. But I started realizing that it's a different time. You know, that it's it's totally different. And it's, like I said, it's changed in the last 30 years. And, you know, it it kind of scares me because it's like if I did bring a child into this world, am I going to be able to pay for, you know, 
Am I going to be able to buy their diapers? Am I going to be able to buy a formula? Am I going to be able to support my kid like my dad supported me and my brothers? You know, is my job good enough? Am I good enough as a person to become a father? Am I, you know, am I? can I be a, a good influence and teach my kids wrong from right? You know, and it's, I, I sometimes it scares me because it's like I don't know if I'm that kind of person or not. You know, and I have people that tell me, oh, you know, you'd be a good dad. And it's like, but really, do, am I? Can I? There's sometimes where I, I just hate kids, you know. Some kids stress me out. And it's weird because I'm a Sunday school teacher and I have to deal with little kids, seven, eight, nine. You know, and I remember being that age and, you know, you're silly and you say stupid things. But it's like, can I really do this? Can I really have a family can I really raise a child you know can I support them me my wife or whoever you know can I pay can I support them can I pay my bills can I do this can I do that can I give that to my kids and it's like I'm 26 you know I got four more years till I'm 30 is it like am I losing my my chance now while I'm young you know should you know am I am I should I do this now or should I wait? You know, because for me, it's like if I feel like if I wait, I lose my chance of doing all being a parent while I'm younger and having that energy and having that focus, I guess. But I mean, I don't know. That's just me. But, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know what what when when is a good time, you know, and. It's like, you know, I also think of what if the person that I'm with is it for me? What if that's the person I'm not supposed to be with? Maybe that's why I'm not where I think or I want to be, you know? And I'm not bashing my relationship. I'm not bashing my the person that I'm with. But, you know, it's like, it's, 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 I think about it every day and it's just like one of those things where it's like it bothers me and it haunts me every day. Am I doing what am I supposed? Am I doing what I'm supposed to be doing? Am I doing? Am I good enough? Am I doing good enough? Am I not doing good enough? Do I need to start over? Do I need to start somewhere new? Do I need to, you know? Do I need? Should I, you know, continue with my relationship and get married and have kids now, or should I? you know, move on and focus on my life and figure out what I'm supposed to do. I mean, it feels like everybody on Instagram and Facebook Facebook have their life together. I see people who go to shows and they travel and they go to Vegas, they go to LA, they go to Europe. They, and it is like, I can barely, I can barely go to Austin, you know, and I'm worrying about how much money I have. You know, but these people can go and fly to Europe and go to all these shows and travel these cities and stuff like that. And it's like, I can't do that. I mean, I can if I save enough money, but it's like, how do these people do it? And they their job is like lower than mine. You know, they don't make as much. You know, it's like, do they don't have bills? I mean, I'm, everybody has bills. Somehow, some way you have bills. But I don't know. I, 
you know, come, this year's about to close, and I'm steadily thinking about, thinking about what I need, what should I do with my life going forward into 2020, you know, I want to see things differently, and I want to see things clearly in my life, and I want to see what God has in store for me, because, I mean, I give everything to him, Every, I, he leads my, my life, and whatever he tells me to do, I do. Whatever he tells me to go, I go. So, you know, I'm asking him, is, is this what, is this the right thing to do? Do I need to break away from my relationship? Do I need to break away from certain people, certain things? And do I need to start a new chapter in my life? You know, it's something that, that plagues my mind every day. You know, there's been times... Um, throughout my life where I've reinvented myself and it's either gone good or gone bad. You know, I used to do that in high school just to fit in, you know, and it's like even when you become an adult, you somehow still do that become to, to fit in, you know. Um, either you start drinking and going to clubs or, you know, doing drugs and stuff like that to fit in with the cool people because it's like everyone's doing it, you know. Or do you go against the grain and just be yourself? I mean, growing up, I was like, well, I'm never going to drink. I'm never going to do this, but I do it now. And I don't do it to a, a point where, like, I get fucked up every weekend or I don't remember stuff like that, you know, I don't do it to that, you know, I drink here and there, and, you know, I like to enjoy myself and dance and listen to music, but it's like, do I have to reinvent myself next year, you know, to find the answers that I'm looking for, you know, do I need to go out and explore, do I need to go to new places, do I need to go meet new people, you know, all I can really do is pray for guidance, and obey God and whatever he tells me to do, wherever he tells me to go, I'll go. You know, um, so uh, i like to thank everybody who has hopefully listened this far to my podcast. Um, I know it's a little bit rough, you know, this first episode, but I'm learning and I'm um, getting the feel of doing this because like I said I'm not really a big talker you know if to some of the people they think I talk you know but it's not like I used to be I, I used to be really annoying I used to open my mouth and I would come up stupid shit and be annoying but as I got older I, I kind of grew up from that so now I keep my mouth shut but now <laughs> it's funny that I'm starting a podcast so it's like I have to open my mouth again so, um, but yeah, I mean, please leave a comment, please message me or whatever, you know, reach out to me and let me know what you think about this. You know, um, like I said, it's something I'm learning on the way and hopefully I get better with each episode. You know, I'm really excited to do this. You know, I have a few, um, ideas in mind. I have a few guests that I'm going to do a few episodes with. And uh, I'm really excited. So I really hope that you continue to listen um, and just follow. You know, you can follow me on Facebook. 
you can add me as a friend or you can follow my page to uh, Inside the North Side uh, podcast. Or, um, you know, you can find me on SoundCloud. That's where I'll be uploading all my content. You know, leave a message there. Leave a message on the page. Leave a message in, in my personal page. Let me know if I'm doing good. Let me know when I'm doing bad. Let me know what you want to hear. Let me know what you don't want to hear. Um, you know, just give me... Criticism is good. You know, even if somebody is, you know, giving you bad criticism, it's still a way for you to learn and to hone your craft. You know, same thing with being, like, a, a musician, you know. There's people where there's like, well, that's not a good song, or you sounded, you sounded sucky, or your band sucks. You know, that's just more fuel to your fire to make you want to do better to be more focused you know and you know i accept all criticism you know if it's gonna make my show better i welcome it you know so i just want to bid everybody a goodbye you know uh hope your week goes well and i hope you tune into next the next episode of inside the north side so as i say go in peace and god bless